Hello. Hello and welcome. My name is Raj Basord. I'm a consultant psychiatrist based in London and I'm delighted to be joined today by Brian McNair who's a professor of journalism at the Queensland University of Technology in Australia. And Brian has written a very interesting paper, the title of which is Gone Girl and the Mediatization of Crime in the academic journal Journalism Practice. Um, and Brian analyzes this film and has a very interesting perspective on it. And we've chosen to talk to Brian today because this film is going to be shown as part of the Freudian Clip Film Club series uh, held um, every month at the Royal College of Psychiatrists. So first of all, Brian, why did you pick the film Gone Girl to devote an analysis in an academic journal? Why, why, why this particular film? Well, uh, thank you, Raj, for the invitation to, to take part. Um, the essay is, uh, is one of a, a long series of essays that I've written, actually, about the representation of journalism in cinema. It's, I think, number 17 now. So uh, every issue of that journal for the last couple of years, I've, I've contributed something, a short piece like that, which, uh, which relates to my own academic expertise in the area of how, how our popular culture represents the media. So um, that's the context. Now, what I usually do, I select a film which, which has a, a resonance, a particular resonance, uh, and a particular relevance to my, to my own readers, who are obviously mainly journalism teachers, students, and so on. Okay. And tell us a bit about this film, what your thoughts in general were about it, before we go into it in a little bit more detail. Maybe outline yeah, perhaps the plot about it. Yeah. The, um, the rationale for writing about it uh, in that series is that, of course, it's a film about. Well, the, the, the protagonists are both journalists. Um, although they although they don't do much journalism in the actual film, the fact that they're both journalists who are uh, who are uh, unemployed, uh, who have been victims of the the credit crunch in 2008, is the backdrop to the story, which really is a story, of course, about uh, about a marriage um, and. And is a is a thriller in, in, in genre terms, but um, that's really why I chose it because I thought a, it's a it's a very interesting take on uh, the media's role in the representation of crime, which I'm interested in, um, and because the two protagonists are journalists, it was very well within the the remit of that particular series of articles that I'm writing. Uh, I'm also a big fan of David Fincher's films. Um, he also wrote. Uh, a, a film called Zodiac, which was about uh, a, a true a true story about journalism in, in the U in the US uh, in the 1970s, and he also did, of course, the adaptation of uh, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which again features a journalist uh, at its heart. So um, there's a lot of reasons why I found this film particularly interesting. I think the film, having read your paper. Um, and I think your paper brings a really interesting slant to it. I think your paper suggests the film is actually a lot more about journalism um, than you might realise. I mean, I think most people who've watched it and reviewed it have seen it as a thriller or a crime thriller. But for a start, you, you point out that the two main characters are journalists, though unemployed journalists. Um, then, then a crime occurs and a lot of journalism gets involved in that crime in terms of um, uh, the, the, the TV news and um, journalism plays quite a big role um, in terms of the notion that whether someone's going to be found guilty or innocent seems to have a lot more with the journalistic coverage of the crime than the police involvement or the criminal justice system. That seems to be a kind of underlying message of the film. What are your thoughts? Yes. Um, well, the idea, you know, the, the article is titled Mediatization of Crime. The, 
the reality of today's life and in all spheres of life is that the media are no longer just a passive uh, spectator on events, reporting events. The media participate in events and in the way we understand events. So mediatization of crime uh, means that the media, the media are a player in this story. Um, the, the, the suspects have to project image, an image to the media very much, you know, there's a, a, an important strand in the film where, where one of the lawyers is instructing his client to uh, behave in a certain way. Yes, you've got to do this interview. Yes, you've got to go out there and protest your innocence and so on. And um, that's, a, that's, a, that, that's mediatization. So the media's presence and existence and importance to public opinion is actually now becoming a, a key factor in how court cases are run, how uh, criminal defences are run. And of course, we saw the real thing happening um, in South Africa with, uh, with Oscar Pistorius and so forth. And, um, and I also made the reference to the McCanns in the article as a, as a real life example of this phenomenon. So the media are, yes, journalism, the media, the popular crime media in particular, uh, are really, really driving the story as well as simply reporting it. So it's quite a complicated relationship and goes way beyond the idea that the media are somehow objective reporters of events. Yes, they are that, but they can also, they are also increasingly active participants as, as, an, as an institution and as individuals. So the, the, the participants in this particular film, this thriller, which is a thriller as a genre, it's a thriller genre, um, but uh, much of the thrills, if you like, come from the relationship between the media and the protagonists and how that all plays out. But I think there's another depth to it, which is about the notion that even if you're an ordinary person today, an event takeover and the media arrive, you need to learn to be skilled at handling the media. And at various mm. points in the film, we get a sense of some people are just naturally good at it, some people maybe because of their upbringing have become good at it. Um, or some people have to learn really, really fast how to be good at it or get coached into to be good at it. But basically, mm. your trajectory in life will often be determined dramatically so by your ability to handle the media and make it work for you. And, and you allude to the Madeleine McCann case. This is a case where a young girl disappears in Portugal, uh, the daughter of a British couple, and um, mm. children disappear um, you know, tragically quite a lot of the time, yet this couple, the argument goes, through their skilled use of the media, managed to sort of devote a huge amount more attention and police resources, and even the government gets involved, um, in, in, the, in, the, in the handling of this case. So there's something about being skilled in the way you use the media that seems to be really important today. Would you agree that that yes. film is kind of saying that? Yes, definitely. The... Um... The, you know the key. I think a central strand of the plot. The the, the the central protagonist, the one who is you know, and it's not a plot plot hole. To, it's not it's not giving any way to say that he is a suspect early on. Um, he he begins the film as a as an ingenue. You know, he's not really he's not really au fait with how the media operate, and it comes as a great surprise to him when he starts seeing the you know, campaigns being set up for the missing girl, missing woman. Um, and, and you know, uh, media events being staged in order to try and get publicity, and how he, he then feels under pressure to behave in a certain way, and he's not very good at it initially. He doesn't play the game, um, and you see the consequences of that in the way that he becomes um, 
becomes a suspect and becomes a kind of hate figure. Uh, and then suddenly he begins to learn, as you say, he begins to take some advice from professionals and from his lawyer, who's who's well known in in the film structure. He's he's a well known fictional lawyer who is who is a an expert in manipulating the media. That's the way he's presented, and um, and our, our central character learns the rules, and therefore. And, and, and there's a very key scene where he does an interview on, on TV, primetime TV, which kind of um, changes the whole way that he is perceived as a, as a character and as a potential suspect. So, yes, absolutely right, what you're saying there. The role of the media is crucial, and therefore anyone who has a public profile of any kind has to be able to handle and manage the media. They have to know what the media want from stories. They have to know how to present themselves visually and verbally and all of those things uh, in order to get their message across. Uh, you know, public relations, huge industry, media spin, you know, we use these terms now all the time, but, you know, these are, re these are uh, reflections of that reality. So, yeah, the film is very much about the media, and that's one of the things that really struck me uh, when I wrote about it, was the the centrality of the media as an institution, as a set of institutions and actors who constantly change the way the, the plot moves. You know, the plot is has a has a thriller element to it, but it's constantly being impacted upon by what's what's going on in the media, um, and that whole idea of how the how how people can manipulate and, and and direct the media in certain ways to their to their benefit is very much important. It is very central to this film, absolutely. But the, but the other message that seems to come through is the notion that although the media can appear like, like a bit of an unruly wild beast that's out of control, mm. that you can control it. If you play the game correctly, journalists are patsies. They, they can be manipulated. You just have to know how to play the game. So journalism doesn't come through um, with, with shining honours in this film, or in many recent films about journalism. I, I would agree. It's, you know, the media are not portrayed in this this context as a very positive force, they're portrayed as a negative force uh, and clearly the film is commenting on the the reality of how crime, modern crime stories are increasingly subjected to these kinds of processes. The McCann's is one that you mentioned. Um, I don't think the filmmaker is is pre presenting the media as a you know the great fourth estate um, what we're seeing is the media as a kind of parasitical force which has its own agenda, its own interests and will you know, cultivate scandal and crime and celebrity in order to generate ratings or, or, or readers and, uh, and to, hell with, to hell with the truth of the story. What's more important for the media is to get, a, is to get attention and to, get, you know, to, 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 to be successful in the ratings game. You may have seen a, another film recently called Nightcrawler with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal which is a similar well, not similar, but takes the same theme of how the media are increasingly parasitical upon real-life tragedy in order to generate um, popularity and attention. And um, I think it's a common theme in films about journalism, actually, and I've written about that. I, I do have a book on, on this subject, which is one of the reasons why I was invited to write these articles. Um, one of the things that you notice about films about journalism over the years is that whenever they report popular journalism, tabloid journalism, it's always negative. Um, it's always this idea of the media as reptiles, as villains as opposed to heroes. And um, and I think that's what comes across in this film very much so. 
Okay, one one final point. The film purports to be saying something about marriage as well. The film begins uh, with a comment about marriage. Um, mm. A marriage that doesn't seem to be going particularly well, but some, one character says, but this is marriage, when, when another character complains about all mm. the problems of the marriage. Um, mm. that, that one should be resigned. And then there's a kind of circular back to that point at the end of the film. I don't want to give too much of the plot away for anyone who hasn't seen it, because it's a film well worth seeing. Um, mm -hmm. But there's a sense in which marriage is a trap, is, is one of the messages of the film. And also that the way people sense marriage on the outside is not the way it really is on the inside. Did you think the film was trying to say something about marriage as well? Absol absolutely, yes. Um, it's a film, I suppose, which touches on a on the question of you know how do you keep a marriage fresh, exciting, alive? Um, the two characters begin with all the romantic ambition and and hope and so forth, and then gradually over time, you know, not helped by the financial problems they have and the the you know the economic crisis that they both experienced, suddenly the marriage begins to you know taper off, and 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 that of course is the core of the of the plot that, that follows, but. Um, I think there is a sense, you know, there is, there is a there is a public interest in a debate about how marriage works and and what is what goes on behind closed doors. It was Bill Clinton who once said, you know, no one ever, no one knows what goes on in anyone else's marriage, and and that is kind of a. a, a I was reminded of that quote when I saw this film that out, outwardly seems to be good, everything's fine, but inwardly there are lies, deceit, uh, and you know all kinds of things going on, and. Um, and no one comes out of it very well, you know. I think that again, without giving any plot details away, there are no heroes in this film. Uh, there are, you know, everyone has some responsibility for what goes on. And uh, I suppose the film is really trying to trying to. It doesn't really offer any answers. I have to say, I don't think you. I think you probably agree that there are no answers given uh, as to how how to have a happy marriage. But uh, it certainly is quite interesting in trying to dissect. The issues around marriage, so sex. You know, how do you keep your sex life fresh and vital? How do you, how how do, how do two people with different tastes and different ambitions reconcile that within a within a stable relationship? Um, well, those are very interesting questions. I think that the film tried to deal with. Although you know, it's it's a very good thriller. It's a very, you know, it's it's Hitchcockian and it's kind of twists and turns. It's a fabulous film in that respect, but um, it does deal with it does also deal with these quite deep human issues. As well as the media dimension, so it's a very rich film all round. You know, when you think about it, it's, there's a lot going on in it. So, one final point: Is there a parallel between the notion that marriages get a bit boring, and the trouble is that there's a pursuit of um, excitement, which which lands people in trouble, and that the media pursues scandal uh, in an attempt, or sensationalism, or, t or, or or titillation, in an attempt to alleviate the boredom of people's lives, and in both cases, that's a bit of a mistake. The constant pursuit of the shock, uh, in in order to, to jolt people out of their their boredom or ennui, ultimately leads to um, uh, doesn't get doesn't take you anywhere. It's not a solution to to, to to the fact that people are bored with their lives. I think the uh, I think the two those two themes are are distinct. You know, in the in the way that the film film approaches them, the marriage the marriage debate, the question, the the, the, the representation of a marriage is. Is uh, is one thing the the sort of sociological comments about the role of the media, which kind of overlay the film, are are another set of issues. And um, 
the, I mean, Fincher doesn't try to blame the media uh, any more than he tries to blame the protagonists. He just shows them all as doing what they do. They're all guilty um, in one sense. And uh, he doesn't he doesn't want to say that the media are, you know, contributing to marital dysfunction, or that they are, in some sense, a substitute. You know, in the way they tell stories, or they, they are, they could be a substitute for boredom and so on. I think, I think he said he sees that as a separate set of issues. And uh, the reasons why the media have become the way they have become in the last few decades, of course, relates to uh, economic pressures, the capacity of digital media to be everywhere all the time, constantly filming. All of that is part of the uh, the environment which has created this very, very parasitical, ferocious media, which kind of you know can turn on people very, very quickly, whether they deserve it or not. The marriage issue, uh, the marriage problems that the characters have is 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 another set of issues that you know, obviously the director has to have a reason for for the for the crime to happen, and um, and that's really where that comes in. Okay, um, so one final point about the film, though, compared to the film Psycho, because you mentioned Hitchcock, um, um, in the film Psycho, there's a psychiatrist at the end explains the psychopathology of the central character. The central character in this film definitely has psychopathology, but the director makes no attempt to explain it. There's no diagnosis at the end. Did you have any mm. thoughts about that? I thought that was quite interesting. And there was no attempt to really explain the build-up to why this person ends up the way they do. Well, that's right. I think there isn't that, that dimension of the film is, you know, or that that is lacking. Uh, the, the idea of, you know, how did these people get the way they are, having started off so lovey-dovey and so romantically involved? You know, how how what went wrong? Um, and there's a sense of well, neither party was entirely honest. Neither party was entirely honest with uh, with each other. Perhaps uh, that comes through, and um, and there were there were hit there were secrets kept, which then, when the marriage was under pressure later on, be, uh, became pathological. Uh, both of them had secrets, and uh, in both in both cases, those secrets have material uh, impacts on on the marriage later on, and he doesn't. He doesn't, I suppose, uh, Fincher does not try to explain how that happened, and he doesn't, again, he doesn't give us any neat answers to, to what went wrong. Um, we end the film with pretty much uh, confused, you know, yes, uh, confused and somewhat mystified as to how this could all have happened, but uh, it, it does work as a narrative, you know, I think it works, and uh, uh, in that sense, yeah, maybe... Maybe it's not quite a Hitchcockian in that way. It's a more it's a more contemporary type of Hollywood movie where, where, where the, the, there are lots of grey areas, there are lots of unanswered questions that you go away thinking about. You know, you think about why she was what she is and why he is what he is, and all of these uh, questions are very very interesting, and they are left sort of dangling at the end, aren't they? Yeah, Brian McNair, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Raj.